Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with our guy, legendary tight end Jason Dunn, who is actually in LA right now teaching some of the young tight end prospects at the NFL PA Bowl, which you can see that on Saturday, 6.30 or 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NFL Network. JD, how are how are things going over there, man? Man, good. Man, everything is going great. Um, actually out here with uh, some former players, chief players. And so that's why I was kind of excited about seeing some of the guys that I played with. And, you know, we have uh, Benny Sapp and Andre Risen and Derek Alexander and Bobby Scipio. So when you see those guys and guys that you battle with, you know, going into battle, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. Not to mention like other guys, you know, like Eddie George is the head coach here. Uh, and then we have uh, on the other side, Jeff Fisher. And so, you know, you see guys that you, you played against and, you know, seeing them and talking to them, you know, it's brotherhood, man. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And so when you, whenever you have a chance like this to kind of coach with these guys and just seeing what they get, what they're given, you know, the, the, the toolage they're giving these young guys, the information and knowledge, man, it's just, it's, it's, man, it's, it's so incredible. Such a blessing for these guys and, and half of them don't even know what they got. I mean, you know, I got Jackie Slater as, you know, offensive line coach. You know what I mean? Seneca Wallace is a quarterback's coach. I mean, we just we got some 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 really, really, you know, great guys, like I said, uh, on both sides of the ball. So uh it's gonna be really exciting, man, coming on Saturday to see what these young, young pups can do. And and when I'm telling you, uh, as far as scouts out here, man, it's just every team, guys from, you know, CFL. I mean, it's it's packed packed uh with talent and a lot of evaluators so you'll see these people that, that the guys is out here gonna be playing on sunday no doubt about it yeah i can't wait to see the game on saturday um and see hopefully uh hopefully they get spotted you i'm gonna have my camera ready to go and any time any chance they see you I'll <laughs> a picture of that <laughs> yeah yeah national squad that's i'm on the national side so okay. 
Okay, so we're, we're team we're, we're team national title, Chief. Team concerned. national, baby. That's yes, right. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool, man. Um, I'm sure the kids are the kids are lucky, you know, to being getting all that, but bestowing all that wisdom from all the guys, especially you, especially the tight ends, being being able to be taught by you know one of the best tight ends to, to ever walk this earth. So that that's yeah, uh, that's well, awesome, man. I uh, appreciate you saying so. Thank you. Of course, man. Of course. <laughs> Uh, so JD, uh, obviously you've been in LA, um, and obviously we the Chiefs. It's been obviously a playoff game in Kansas City. Everyone, it's a roller coaster. Everyone was. We saw Mahomes get injured. We thought we thought he was going to be done. Uh, only a high ankle sprain, and the high ankle sprains were tough or, or, or rough injuries. Uh, but playing against Cincinnati, which is the it's our, it's our kryptonite, um, and yeah. the one thing that everyone's talking about is the fact that you know Cincinnati has our number. Three straight games of them uh, of them beating us uh, by three points in all, all these games. Um, and one thing that I I, I see to be a little different, right? If you see the end of that game on Sunday um, or Saturday, we had a little different of a game plan once Mahomes got hurt. It was more of a balanced approach. And I think people think that Cincinnati has our number. They've dominated us the last three times with the healthy Patrick Mahomes. But I think they're talking about this. How big of a how big of a deal is it going to be for Andy Reid's game plan on Sunday? For the fact that we've Cincinnati's never really seen our game plan with a an eighty percent Mahomes or seventy five percent Mahomes. It's going to be kind of a different game altogether for for our team that Cincinnati hasn't seen before. We're going to see more of Pacheco. We might might see more of McKinnon. How big? How much? How much of this game rides on Andy Reid's shoulders and the game plan he presents on uh, on Sunday night? Well, you know what? I, uh, you know, I, I know you used the word dominant. I don't, I don't think they, they've dominated us at all. I think they've escaped these last three times. And so, if anything, I think the Bengals have been uh, fairly lucky. You know, I mean, we've we've handled them uh, the first halves of each game uh, like we should have. Like, we were the championship team. Like, we were the team to beat, and we were, and we still are. No question about it. And so, I think, Andy, you know, having this balanced attack, even if you use, you know, Pacheco, those guys, like to me, as you should, I think the last, you know, the last three games, that should have been the game plan, at least getting those guys a little bit more touches. And so uh, I think that might have been the one when we we got beat down in Kansas City. We didn't have nothing to do. We in the, the red zone, you know, five yards to go in, and we don't run the football effectively. Well, now we got some bangers, guys could get in. You know, we know the guys going to be able to come off the football and hit guys in the mouth. And I think – that has always, at least for me, uh, has to be a, a very important element of what you do, especially against a Cincinnati team, right? And so they know we can pass the football, and they sit people back eight, you know, sitting back or seven, whatever, in zone, just trying to cover and, you know, and, and outnumber us. But if we're running the football effectively, they have to play us honest. And so Pacheco, he could start getting off, let him get some juice going. Same thing with McKinnon, you know, a couple of little swing passes, you know, maybe uh, if, if you get a screen here and there, you know, you're going to keep the defense on his toes. So I think Andy in himself, I, I think he understands. He's watched these, these last three games that we played, okay? And to him, it's all about, okay, well, listen, what did we not do? What did we not adjust to? And I think this is going to be different, right? I think maybe the first three games, uh, I want to say it was a lack of adjustment, but I, I, I just, I think that, our game plan was so solid that we felt like it was going to continue for whatever we did. And we just got caught in a couple of situations where we weren't able to move the football when we needed to, to win the game. Uh, but I do believe it's going to be different. Our defense is different. Uh, also, you know, stopping the run. The young guys uh, in the secondary is going to do a really good job against their receivers, you know, and their tight end. 
So it's a really good matchup for us, the way I look at it. You know, like I said before, I think the Bengals have been the ones that have won the victory. But to be honest, uh, I look at us as being the more dominant team. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. And uh, one thing that's been on all the uh, talking points by a lot of talking heads on ESPN, Fox Sports uh, this week has been this is being a legacy defining game for Mahomes. Mahomes lost all, every matchup against Joe Burrow. Um, if some are saying that if Mahomes loses this game to Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is the the best quarterback in the NFL. This this the, in, in the NFL, he's he's the he's the top guy, and Mahomes is essentially comparing it to Brady Manning. Mahomes being the Manning in this conversation, and uh, Burrow being the Brady. Do you think this game is a legacy defining game for Patrick Mahomes? No, that's, that's silly talk. It's it's crazy. It's crazy talk right there, right? Because it, it's not just Burrow and and Patrick. You know, you got twenty two guys that's after on the field. They play. So it's a, it's a it's a team sport. That's how it works. And so you you can't fault something happening on Patrick if you know let's just say the defense doesn't do their job right or special teams whoever it may be. Okay, so it's not necessarily Brady against Mahomes. You know it's the Kansas City Chiefs against the Bengals. And so that's what we need to understand and, and keep talking about. I know people like to use these different scenarios and pitting one guy against another. Shoot, if you're gonna do it, why not just use I don't know. Uh, Eli Apple against, you know, uh, MBS or whatever, right? Just, let's do that if you just want to. I just, uh, you know, I don't really get into that to me. You know, it's all about the Chiefs and the Bengals as a whole, right? Uh, and and like I said before, uh, a great matchup this weekend. Hey, but I do believe, you know, Kansas City's going to pull it off. I really do. Mm. Uh, and I think the Bengals, yeah, you know, they puffed their chest out, right, because they won. You know, you got bragging rights, okay? Oh, you beat the last three times, okay? Y'all holding on to that in three victories really tight because you know that you know it. Any other time, it could be the other way. So uh, let's let's just understand, you know, the perspective and and where guys are at. So it hadn't been no blowouts. If anything, we was handing them, you know, the butt kicking first half of it. So yeah. Yeah, I think to me, the whole legacy, I think the legacy talk is stupid. Um, someone pointed out that Jake Plummer was 3-0 against Tom Brady. Or we're not we're not saying Jake Plummer is a better quarterback than Tom Brady, but. No. Hey. Well, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, come on. I, I think for me, I think it's not legacy defining, but, you know, Andy Reid has taken the Eagles, took the Eagles five times the NFC Championship game, took, took the Chiefs now five times the AFC Championship game. In those, in all the games he's been in, nine times so far, he's three and six. He loses this. If he loses this one, he becomes three and seven in all conference championship games. I think it's more of a legacy defining thing, or more about Andy Reid, not legacy defining, but he could put himself into that like hierarchy of that different uh, of like the upper echelon of coaches of all time. If he wins this game and goes to Super Bowl yeah. again, and obviously wins that, I think that's more legacy talk should be more about that. Not really about Mahomes and Burrow. I mean, these guys are twenty six and twenty seven right now. There's so much time left in their careers. Way, way too much time out of your wrist. Come on. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just like you, man. It just doesn't make any sense to go ahead and have a conversation right now. And, oh, it's a legacy game. What? What are you, what? What are you talking about? Right? Patrick Mahomes has been a, the dominant quarterback in the league since he's gotten here. Mm-hmm. And it's not even close. So, let's just look at the numbers and whatnot, okay? So, let's just keep it fair, okay? We're evaluating how that goes. We know who is the better quarterback than is. And I'm not taking anything away from Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is an absolutely talented quarterback. He's a winner. He works hard, you know, and he's a good quarterback. He really is. But he's not Patrick Mahomes. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, you know, Joe, of course, is like, yeah, you know, I could beat, but he understands Patrick's dude. Yeah, just, yeah, right over here with this, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think uh, Marcus Spears on ESPN, he had a good, he had a funny nugget earlier. He said that if, um, if Mahomes had uh, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, he would throw for 7,000 yards. He goes, he goes, Joe Burrow is a great quarterback, but he said, if he had those weapons, almost over six or seven thousand yards this season. So, like, let's not compare the two quarterbacks. Which, right? I think we, I think we both agree on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and one thing that I think we ever we always talk about everything gets take carried away by the offense. People always talk about the offense, and I think the one thing we need to talk about this game. And you, you mentioned it defensively. Uh, I look, I, I did it. I kind of cherry picked the last two games against Cincinnati uh, to look at uh, and third down. And I remember we, this is one that we talked about in texting and the, the following after that game, we talked about the third down conversions in those two games, last two games, uh, the Bengals were 15 of 25 on third down 60% compare that to their season average of 47% on, on third down. So that means they're, thir- thir- they're 13% better on third downs against us. Um, right. Right. So, my question is, what do we have to do to kind of um, to hold them on third down instead of them, instead of allowing them to do, you know, what they've been doing to us on, on third downs? Mm, I think if you're looking at just accumulation of things, so how you how you're, you know, you can, you know, get the the numbers where they are. Uh, you know, we try some things on third down, right? I mean, we have and, and just hadn't worked as far as you know scheme wise. And I think it just has to be the difference of it. Um, and if, if a team's successful. You know, on third down, you know, what are they doing? You know, how short is it? And if it's, you know, they're getting something that, that's pretty attainable, then, you know, that that's that's just what it is, right? If it's 31, you know, you have a much more likely chance of getting the first down. So, you know, 33, but if it's like third and seven or whatever, hey, it might be a little bit different. But remember, like how it was in Cincinnati, and we have, you know, third down, and they went over top to Jamar. So, yeah. Just had to play a little bit more smarter football. You put it that way, more aggressive on third down. That's what I like. I like aggressive football on third down, right? That's what you try to do. And so I, I'm gonna tell. Look, I hope Spags dials up a couple of nice blitzes, something where guys get their hands on the on the receivers right now. Uh, you know, maybe get some some hands up in the lanes. You know, to you know take off the throw. And so mm-hmm. that's what I'm gonna look for. You know, this this really. I'm 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 more excited to see the defense play than offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you know if that's even possible, like for an offensive guy, but I want to see our defense how they respond and what they do, right? Because you know they got they got some firepower on the other side, okay? And our guys are going to be challenged, but I do believe they're up to the challenge. This whole process from them from day one to where they are right now, they have gotten better every single one has gotten better on the defense and our defense has gotten better. And so I think we're a more solid team as far as pass rushing pressures and all those different things. Um, and I think we'll bring it out uh, this weekend. Yeah. I mean, if, if you look at Cincinnati and their O-line issues, I think they have three, uh, two or three guys uh, who are reserves playing uh, and that's starting in their offensive line this weekend. So, I mean, that's something we can take advantage of. We have Chris Jones and we have oh, yeah. you know, Frank Clark and you have Dunlap, Carl Lavis, all the guys that, you know, um, oh, we coming after them. We're going to come after them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I hope so. I, I saw uh, there's two stats um, of the 15 conversions that they've had against us in the 15 of the 25 
13 yeah. of those conversions were converted by one to four yards. So if it was third and two, they were getting, you know, they were, right. getting, they were getting one yard more than what they needed. An efficient right. offense, you know, whereas right, well, right. you look at that team, they took shot third and five. They're taking shots. They're taking deep shots. But since that is getting what they need to move the chain. Right. It's like, why are you, yeah, like, why are you, t- are you throwing that? You throwing that pass? <laughs> on, on third and short? No. Okay. Yeah. And I, yeah. To me, I, I think, like I said before, that's, that's what it would be third and, you know, kind of short. Need one more yard to get it, mm-hmm. you know. So that makes sense. The efficient, smart offense. Um, yeah. And then also, I saw our guy Lance tweeted earlier. Uh, Cincinnati's zero and three this year uh, when they've allowed five or more sacks. Uh, we've had five or more sacks in six games this year. So could this be? Could this be our time for another one of those uh, five five plus sacks games? Hopefully. Yeah, man. So just this this right here, the line had to develop. That's where they had to get to. And I think they've done that. And I, they're going to be humming. They're going to be humming. To, you know, this week. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to watch this game. I mm-hmm. am. Uh, and hopefully, and even, look, Chiefs beat the Bengals and beat them by 14 or 21. It's still going to be some naysayers, right? There's always still going to be doubters and all, all, you know, the Chiefs are still not that good and Mahomes is a gimmicky quarterback and everything they do, you know, like, come on, man. You know, so that's expected. That's mm-hmm. expected, right? Uh, but I know I know the fans out there in Cincinnati are, are hoping and praying and wishing that they, they, they get a victory in Arrowhead, and it's just not going to happen. Sorry for them, so – What's funny is it's like a, you'll you'll see the goalpost move. So they don't think we're going to win this week, and most most experts don't, and public doesn't either. Uh, but it, let's say we win, and let's say San Francisco wins, we win that game. Oh, you guys beat Brock Purdy, you beat a Mister Relevant. But if we were to lose to Brock Purdy in San Francisco, then it's, then it's like Brock Purdy becomes the, the, the upper echelon quarterback in the NFL. But like right. but if we, but we win though, we beat it. We beat a bum, Mister Relevant type guy. It's like there's no there's no win. They move the goalpost. No win, right, right, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, final topic here, JD, uh, is game predictions. So um, this, okay. is, this is really interesting. So Chiefs opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite uh, directly after that Buffalo game. Um, in three days, we became a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Uh, but now, the, with I, think, I guess with Mahomes' injury uh, and everyone seeing that he's okay, uh, the line has now shifted to being a one-point underdog. So right now, we're a one-point underdog at home. I was reading online that about 75% of the betting public is on Cincinnati. And one of the rule of thumbs for betters is when it when it's seventy percent or more on one side, that's mm-hmm. you. That's where you you don't want to go that side. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I I'll take to being the twenty five percent this week. But JD, who do you have on Sunday night, and what is your project, projected score for the game in the AFC Championship? Uh, so my projected score is going to be real simple. Twenty eight, twenty one. That's what it's what it's going to be. That's what I'm looking at right now. I think, I, I believe the defense is going to do a really good job. Uh, stifle them, you know, quite a few times. Uh, but I believe, you know, Kansas City is going to beat them, yeah, 28-21. Final thought. I just, you know, to me, even with Patrick's, you know, slight injury, okay, he's still a, a dynamic player, right? And he's going to be able to make it happen. And I think he's going to be fine on Sunday. I think he'll be all right. He's going to step in make the throws because ultimately that arm, that candidate he has, that's just, man, it's got magic all in it. So uh, if he needs to take off, he'll take off. But I, I think he'll be fine. If you said he's fine and everybody says, you know, he's okay, he's going to be able to make it, he'll be all right. All right. And the guys, are, they will rally behind that. 
right? And that's I think it's another thing too, just kind of uh, just a reminder not to get this man touched. Okay, if he, he has an injury and whatnot. And let's make sure that nobody is putting their paws on him. Okay, so mm-hmm. basketball prediction twenty eight twenty one. Nice. Yeah, I think I believe the uh, total score for this week is forty six and a half points. So yeah, I think you have a little slight over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the one thing I think people are disregarding is the fact that Mahomes can play, can be a pocket passer as well. I mean, I, I, I was looking at his numbers early. I don't, I don't have that in front of me, but his numbers of throwing balls in the pocket is pretty good. So he doesn't need to be outside the pocket in order to make magic happen. He can do it from right. the pocket as well. That's the special thing about him. He can do it all over the place. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully. Uh, so uh, and last word before, before we head out of here, um, NFC Championship game, who do you have in that one? Uh, Eagles are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Come on, man, Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I shared on Twitter. I said, "Look, man, hey, I love Kansas City through and through, man. That's my heart, you know. But I cut my teeth in Philadelphia, Illy Philly, okay. So they're brotherly love. So I still have love for Philly, no doubt about it. And so uh, I'm looking for for the Eagles uh, to get the victory over San Francisco. I just think you know Jalen Hurts and them guys are playing at such a high level. They're another they're another team, and Jalen Hurts another guy that hadn't really got his due." Right, it's always something else. Don't like him. I heard like Chris Sims still hating on Jalen Hurts. I think I read something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, so doesn't matter. I mean, Jalen Hurts has been playing a dynamic football, and you know he don't have to throw it for over four hundred something yards, man. But he's a highly efficient quarterback. He's a very smart guy. Uh, makes a lot of plays, uh, and they got some big playmakers up there too, and a great defense. So I'm looking, man, for my Chiefs and the Eagles getting into the uh, to the Super Bowl. Uh, and then I make my prediction when we get there with it. All right. But I do believe Chiefs going to win it all. I, I do believe they're going to win it all. All right. I thought, like I said, man, I, uh, I'm, it comes down to it. It's like Travis Kelsey's mom, like, you know, getting to Super Bowl Chiefs and Eagles, right? Andy's like, ah, you know, got to do what you got to do. This guy, it is what it is. So, yeah. And now you, say, you mentioned it's a, a lot of things in the stake. There you got you got the the Jason Dunn Bull, the Travis the the, Kel, the Kelsey Bull, the Andy Reid Bull. I mean, it's so, yeah. so so yeah. so much connections between the two franchises. So much connections, man. So many connections. So yeah, that should should be a good one. Uh, it's cool that we have with with a six thirty game Sunday night. So I think you, you might are, are you going to be back in uh, back home for this one? Or are you still going to be uh, no? So I'll still be out this way. I'll still be out this way checking it out. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure you'll find a, a nice spot for good luck uh, on the on the game for. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right, well that does it, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys uh, direct. Well, you'll see probably Lance and I after the game on Sunday. JD will probably be still making his rounds in Los Angeles, but you'll see the the, the real duo back on the show next next Thursday uh, for some Chief Concerns. Hopefully, prepping for the Super Bowl. So yeah, oh, we will. We definitely will. Okay. Not, not hey, make sure y'all come and, and check out all right the college bowl. Uh, okay, that we have out here, the NFLPA uh, collegiate bowl that we're doing on Saturday. Okay, and I think it's, it's going to be like six six thirty scheduled time on the NFL uh, Network. Yes, sir. It should be a great show, man. Really good, really good game. A lot of talent. All right. Can't wait. We'll be repping it. Like we said, we'll be repping the national team for our guy, JD. <laughs> My man. Yes, sir. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.